This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. And joining me for another episode where we uh, pick ourselves up and go again to quote one of the uh, former legendary Aston Villa managers of recent time, Mr. Chris Bird and Mr. Phil Shaw. Hello. How you doing? Hello. Oh, you chaps don't sound as chipper as you did after the United victory. Well, no. <laughs> um... Oh, too much expectation going into this one. We thought we were just going to turn up at that beautiful stadium and slap them about. As a few people on Twitter had said we should be doing. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We will uh, get into this Spurs game uh, as the main point of the show, as uh, usual. Uh, I I was at the game and managed to get a deal online, one of these vouchery companies that offered up uh, like the basic hospitality package for it was less than half price. It was like a, it was the same price as it cost me to go to uh, the Spurs Villa game, uh, the first game, you know, the first season we were back in the Premier League, because uh, as well as the ticket price, I had to pay for Spurs membership to uh, get in the home end on that day. So s- similar price, you know, around 100 quid. Jesus Christ, it's another world. <laughs> the future oh it is like it makes villa park et al like a a medieval village it's uh it's quite unbelievable i mean i I was saying to you guys before we started the show uh, a friend who uh, i went with he actually has uh two uh bars in london uh tequila bars they're kind of quite cool bars so you know he knows about hospitality and uh he must have said about eight times during the 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 game and uh, before and after like unbelievable i don't believe this this is unbelievable <laughs> it really is uh another level of uh living and i'm sorry but prong cocktail sandwiches are not good enough for the type of uh, shenanigans <laughs> they have going on at uh the spurs uh, setup they, they'll just turn their noses up at prong cocktail sandwiches they've got like asian fusion restaurants sushi restaurants it's uh it's just crazy in there but a great deal keep your eyes out on the internet because uh, it seems to be there's this uh, world that i didn't really know about the uh, the 
hospitality world. And there seems, uh, I mean, there's always the fine dining right at the top kind of setups, which cost loads of money. But there's a basic level where they, they try to get the bodies in there. And uh, sometimes it's hard for them to fill. So they do drastically reduced amounts. And, you know, as a solution to uh, get in away games, uh, because tickets obviously uh, don't get past, uh, you know, the, the the people who go to away games all the time, it, it is a, an opportunity to see away games and uh, obviously you have, you know, have another experience. But, uh, oh, you know... W- <laughs> Molten brown. You get to wash your hands with molten brown hand cream. It's uh, it's ridiculous. It's not football as I used to know it. It's, it's the modern moisturised game. Yeah, but good. <laughs> you didn't give a shit about the game, ultimately. Luckily. <laughs> half-time, mate, because you get a half-time beer thrown in. And uh, they just leave them around. They just basically leave them on tabletops, like hundreds of beers. And so uh, if we were like 3-0, 4-0 down against Spurs at half-time, no way I would. you would have seen me. I would have just been mind-sweeping around that place, collecting uh, the beers, and you'd have got your money's worth back, no problem. And you'd probably have to be uh, stretched out of the place as well at the end of it but uh, you know hey ho anyway uh, how are you chaps uh, what have you been up to not bad up with the family back up north this weekend so it was nice to see the nephews and build a massive huge tower out of lego did you you saw the bond film did you not i did i did i saw it on friday night any good don't we've spared us the details but pretty good scores good some very good bits people talking about it's too long a little bit it could they probably could have shaved 10 minutes off but it's it's not bad a good film, uh, the longer the better, but uh, it's. I think length only is a, a bore if it's a shit film. Yeah, it's, it's okay um, in that sense, but uh, it's a good way to, to sort of box off the, the Daniel Craig era, and it will be very interesting to see where they go now. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, there's, uh, I interviewed Daniel Craig for uh, Quantum of Solace. I think I'll tell a story on the, uh, the Patreon-only podcast because I, I can trust those guys more. <laughs> I could trust those listeners more so I can be a bit more explicit but uh, yeah I'll, I'll I'll save it for that the next uh, my old man saw we will uh, we will mention it on that Phil Shaw how's life in the Monaco of the UK it's it's not bad when I mean just just to prove it's <laughs> so Monaco I about it yeah. now oh it's frankly. not bad yeah I mean just to Yachts, yeah. supermodels, near yeah. This thing, this, this will tell you all you need to know. Hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Do you walk around wearing one of those visors that, like table tennis players wear? You know, like uh, <laughs> wear, wearing shorts, one of those visors. <laughs> and a cricket jumper over your shoulders. Yeah, cricket jumper over your shoulder. That's how I imagine your life in the Monaco yeah. of the UK. We're aspiring to be like that, but we haven't just got the, the temperature yet. We haven't got the climate for that. Uh, a bit more tweed. And layers. Layers are sexy. You were telling me. Yeah, so just to show how much of the Monaco of the UK it is, um, the bar that I was at on Friday night, just an, an afterworks uh, drink session, the very next day, Mr. Frank Lampard was at it and getting this photo taken everywhere, so good taste we have. He's obviously heard uh, it's the place to be, this uh, Monaco of the UK. Yeah, certainly is. Word is getting out. Right, uh, coming up on the show, we will have the uh, latest filler news. We get into the three points as usual. Oh, sandwich in between those is the latest media Muppet section. Before we get on to, uh, there's a theme with this this Spurs at the new stadium. Uh, we only beat them when fans Villa fans aren't allowed in. It seems uh, so. It's two losses uh, when fans are in, and you're not going to turn down that kind of hospitality. So we're going to have a bad record there <laughs> for the foreseeable. <laughs> 
Well, uh, if that offer stays on, I mean, I can't. <laughs> you can't downgrade after that. Oh, I couldn't imagine life. Uh, tell you what, I was, I was sitting in my seat and just thinking because uh, I wanted to go and see Usyk Joshua like a couple of years ago. I was thinking if they fight, I want to go and see that. But then I just was put off with a big stadium the idea of watching boxing in a big stadium it's you know too far away but i think the seating there's pretty good so i think you know looking at players on the halfway line if they were fighting then yeah yeah actually it would have been all right anyway of course, I your next is the jets who actually won for once what the hell happened yes. there? well uh, they tried everything to lose uh, <laughs> i mean that's that's another story that's a, that's another podcast if we ever did a uh, nfl podcast uh, heaven forbid right anyway let's get into uh, this show uh before we uh, get into it though uh, just a, a shout out to free trade the commission free trading app uh, for uh, supporting the show free trade from my experience the, one of the easiest ways to uh, manage and run your share portfolio and also it's commission free and it's uh, very easy to use so by uh, signing up to free trade once you fund your account you will get a free share from uh, the value of three pounds to 200 pounds Remember, like with all investments, your capital is at risk and the value of your portfolio may go down as well as up and you may get back less than what you invest. But at the same time, uh, September is a time when uh, the market crashes. So uh, if you get on board now at the beginning of October, let's say the biggest stocks, the more fashionable tech stocks are probably at a better price now. So uh, it's a pretty good time to get involved for more information, please go to freetrade.io slash M-O-M-S, moms. freetrade.io slash moms. Right, well, we're on uh, a bit of housekeeping. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at My Old Man Said or join the Mad Few Facebook group. Well, you could join the Mad Few Facebook group if Facebook wasn't down, but uh, hopefully by the time you listen to this, uh, <laughs> it will be revived. Uh, that's why we always recommend people uh, sign up as My Old Man Said patrons and join Match Club because Match Club is pretty much nuclear proof. It's like a just join us in the bunker underground nuclear bunker away from all social media it's uh, it's a better world it's a utopian world when all these social media companies become defunct and burn to the ground as they seem to be doing uh, in the last 24 hours uh, we'll be there to embrace you with a finger buffet and free <laughs> drinks <laughs> <laughs> well maybe maybe not right i think it's time for some news um yeah i'll just give, give you another choice uh go and talk about the pandora papers uh, leak of almost 12 million documents that reveals hidden wealth tax avoidance and in some cases money laundering by some of the world's rich and powerful or we can do uh, the villa news hmm. now the only reason i would want the other one is if like wes edens is in the pandora papers link but let's let's go <laughs> is, he, is, he, is he is he is he i don't think so <laughs> what most people don't realize is there's another echelon of uh, people kind of richer people who run things and the way they can get away with all this because uh, most people at the same time as this happening and this leak uh, maybe they've caused it on purpose to distract people from it Ooh. you know oh, facebook and whatsapp has gone down and that's what preoccupies you know let's say most people and so uh, the people on the upper echelons of society the rich and powerful uh, can just get away with all this money laundering and tax avoidance because it's uh, a bit above uh, other people's comprehension perhaps and uh, when such leaks happen there's always seems to be a uh, an event to distract that's my conspiracy theory for this show yeah let's just go with the villa news 
Oh, well, it's a bit boring, the Villa News, this week. There's not much happening. We should have gone with the Pandora oh, Papers. So, yeah. <laughs> you had an option here. The Villa News is was really scarce, and we could have, page by page, gone through the 12 million documents of the Pandora <laughs> Papers. And I know you do like editing long podcasts as well, so that could have been a nice week's work for well, you. Well, you've gone for the Villa News there, so unfortunately the listeners aren't going to get a uh, 28-hour podcast uh, if you'd chosen the other option. First up, Martinez and Nakamba called up for their international duties. Uh, it has been revealed they are double jabbed, so these new rules, you know, it's, they just create the rules. As they, they get, you know, here we go again. The rich and powerful get new, fresh yeah. rules just dedicated for themselves uh, with shortened quarantine periods and all this kind of stuff. But still, it seems is it a grey area still? Because the last time Dean Smith spoke about this, uh, he mentioned the double jab thing, but was still a bit maybe should it was all a bit grey. It wasn't definitive. And uh, you know, if Martinez plays all three of the Argentines' game. As we spoke about in uh, something for the weekend, he won't be Surely back for Wolves. He's no. not going to be back for Wolves, is he? So it must be a two-game deal for you, him. You would hope so. You would hope yeah, so. and if 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 he's not back for Wolves, then it's like we are a bunch of flakies, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be pissed off if he doesn't play in that game. To yeah. be honest, this is why we're not going to win anything. If uh, that, you know, that's it's a mentality. You've got to be you know ruthless to win, as we found out against United. You know, Martinez and Louise were doing their shithousery stuff, and you know that is the winning mentality. It doesn't you know? Sometimes it's not nice, and some people get put out. But ultimately, that's how you do it. And he, you know, if, if he's not there for that Wolves game, I will be pissed off. Also, as a ticket paying customer who uh, keeps turning up on the ground, and people are missing for various reasons. And you know, ultimately, I'm, I'm paying to see Villa trying to win games. The first result of the uh, controversial Villa socios uh, fan tokens where they had a vote to uh, name a road at Bodymore Heath to uh, commemorate the 40th anniversary of our 1982 European Cup triumph. Uh, was it Mortimer Avenue, Withway yeah. and Rotterdam Lane? Yeah. And uh, Withway was the winner. Withway got 39% of the votes. Rotterdam Lane got 32.75. And Mortar Avenue, which I voted for actually, got 28.25. I don't know. Do you think this is an adoption thing? It's only just started, so people are moaning. Uh, I I mean, season ticket holders, uh, the only thing you've got to do is download the app and you can access uh, a free social. You can't actually access it at the moment. Why not? I did. I cannot. So shows are not letting you do it because of the campaign isn't active, apparently. It's well, I got mine. Cl- it's very clunky. Mine's all right. Is it for these uh, Luddites who can't use uh, crypto? Is it, the, no. is it the token you can't <laughs> get, or is it the, the app? The app's whack. No, the app's fine. The app's fine. The token, it does not let you do it. It says the uh, at the moment, the campaign, obviously to sign up for Villa, they're not letting. They're not. Uh, it says it's unavailable. It's not active. Well, I converted mine. No props. You just did put you the do code straight in. Away? They got... I did put the code in. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. Maybe it's because I've got a funded account. Maybe that could be a thing. No idea. Anyway, Chris Bud unhappy about that. He wanted to vote on that. Uh... I mean, I wasn't asked about voting, but we, we've spoken uh, about this on a previous show, and uh, I will. Uh, you know, we, we will. Uh, 
touch on it more. I mean, there's still uh, the issue that when I mentioned this to Perslow uh, 18 months ago, they said they wouldn't do such a thing in terms of having uh, fan engagement tokenized. But here we are without any fan consultation, and they signed up to it. Other clubs have rejected it. West Ham infamously were the first up, and they, uh, after a fan backlash, got rid of it. Yeah, and Leeds fans are well behind, uh, well against it, aren't they, as well, apparently? There's one particular guy who runs a Twitter page and writes loads of articles about it, so that might sway the perception that everybody's ah, against okay. it. But, uh, but there's a discussion to be had uh, because I think looking further into the future when you know, you've know you got collectibles and NFTs and everything, this is something that all football clubs will probably have, and this is probably the in- entry point into that. We shall mm-hmm. see. Meanwhile, the women's team lost at Villa Park uh, in their showcase game against title contenders Arsenal. Arsenal 4-0. You may remember last season uh, when they needed a point from uh, Arsenal in the last game. Uh, they managed to get it, actually, and this game was nil-nil at half-time. So uh, you thought, oh, Villa are you know, really showing signs of progression. It was three goals in the last 10 minutes, though, so they, they kind of they, yeah. they, they put a good account of themselves, and then I think Arsenal's superiority showed. Phil Shaw had a heart attack when he saw his uh, former favourite player playing for Arsenal. Yeah. Let's just let's just hope it's not a sign for the times for this season of ex players doing something like that. <laughs> and a good turnout as well. It was about five thousand in the ground apparently. So it was their highest women's gate, which is good uh, progress for them. It's a shame on these showcase. Well, I call it a showcase because you know eyeballs to the game. Uh, that uh, it always helps when you win, doesn't it? To yeah. uh, encourage repeats. Meanwhile, the under twenty threes drew against Wolves nil nil, which most people thought, how is that possible uh, that we would. Uh, not score at least seven or eight uh, in the 23s <laughs> yeah, the game. game yeah. <laughs> after we uh, stuff Stoke 8 0. I think it's, it always depends on who's in the team because if you get two or three of the, let's say, the, the guys that uh, appear in the match day, the first team match day squad, then uh, you're perhaps going to do well in uh, these games. Yeah, I know it's Stoke. They had Philogene Bidace, both the Chuck Mawekas, um, Aaron Ramsey played. So they had a, you know, a couple of good. They were just handing out hat tricks, weren't they? Yeah. Right, that's it for the Villa News. A bit of a quiet one, and uh, we are now in the international break. So uh, hopefully all we'll hear in the international break is how Leon Bailey is ready to uh, play again, and Morgan Sanson has made an amazing recovery. And uh, we start uh, the rest of the month with uh, a full deck. But, uh, you know, we know that's not possible because we are Aston Villa. Right, now it's time for Media Muppets. Right, what's in the media muppet trough this week, Mr. Shaw? Well, um, we're aiming high this week because we've taken a slight detour from Villain. We've got... Higher than a daily mirror? Well, I think it's more the subject matter. I think we're, we'll go for Lionel Messi instead. So that, that's, that's going to be as high as you can get. So I knew it was on the Muppet column here whenever I saw that it was the Daily Mirror and the, the person that wrote it, a Chris Doyle, whose job title was a sports agenda writer. So that immediately set alarm bells ringing. I mean, what's a sports agenda writer? Chris, do you know? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at Reach, that's the home of the Daily Mirror and the Birmingham Mail, etc., etc. They have engagement editors. 
and they're all very specific. It's all about metrics, isn't it? Anyway, carry on. Yeah, so the headline was, Lionel Messi's recent conduct speaks volumes after disrespectful Man City gesture. Now, again, I watched the match and I'm thinking, what did I miss here? Did he flip Pep the bird after scoring the winner or something? I mean, I would have noticed that. It would have been great. But yeah. no, what happened was it was labelled disrespectful after Messi acted as the draft excluder on a free kick for Paris Saint-Germain. The draft excluder for those who are unaware of the terminology is when they have a free kick and somebody lies down behind the wall to uh, prevent the occurrence of a grass-cutting free kick, like a low low and hard shot. Yeah, so it, it all came from just one single quote from Rio Ferdinand, who on BT Sport said, the moment Pochettino asked him to do that in the training ground, somebody should have said, no, 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 this can't happen to Messi. It's disrespectful. I wouldn't have it. So what part of it was disrespectful to Man City? So they've taken the word disrespectful from Rio Ferdinand Lionel Messi did it and they were playing Man City and they've just concocted this headline that sounds better than it is. Yeah, well, I mean, as I said, I mean, I, I actually wrote a medium Muppets column uh, for the first time for a year, I, I noticed. I think it's about a time. welcome return as well, David. Yes, thank you. Uh, I think it's the time that returns uh, because uh, the gates of hell are, are, have been left open in that, li- <laughs> that year. It's time to try to close them again. I mean, as I wrote in there, it, it's almost like... Uh, there's there's another uh, title for, of employment there, and that's just the headline writer because that's the most important thing uh, if you work there because the, the actual uh, content is just superfluous. Time for the three points. First of all, number one, fuel crisis h- is hitting the lower leagues. Well, when you say lower league, is that non-league? Yes. yes. Yeah. More than 50 non-league football matches have been postponed due to uh, the fuel uh, supply issues in uh, various areas of the UK. Yes, because there was matches in the Ithmian League and Southern League. The tiers below the National League were called off. Clubs were informed on Sunday by the the league that they would be allowed to postpone fixtures midweek if there were concerns over getting staff or volunteers to matches due to the, the crisis. So you have to think about it, not just you know the team. I mean, one bus, there should be enough fuel for a bus. But the referees at that level have to get there. The linesmen have to get there, you know, stewards for the grounds, things like that. And it's just this, like a knock-on effect. They can't just have one big fun bus for everyone. The whole, is it the ninth and tenth tier of non-league football, uh, the Southern Combination Football League, was the whole thing was postponed, wasn't it, to mm-hmm. fuel-related issues? Point number two, Watford have appointed Claudio Ranieri. He's back. The reason why I threw this in the three points is because he's the 14th managerial change under these Watford owners the Ponzo scheme is it the P- Ponzi scheme <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking what was like the, the author of The Godfather that was like Mario Puzo or something <laughs> <laughs> the Puzo family uh, and they took over in uh, 2012 so nine years bonkers just while we're here in the comparison Dean Smith is the sixth longest serving uh, Premier League manager 17th overall he's behind Bielsa Fark Guardiola, Klopp, and your main man, Sean Dyche, who uh, just got another contract, and uh, he's going to have to be six foot under before he leaves that job, probably. Right, uh, number three, uh, Saint-Étienne fan was arrested for trying to smuggle flares into uh, their derby game with the, with Leon. Did he have it down his underpants? He did. He had it in his boxers. So, his wife runs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is uh, just the latest in the story. The, the French football uh, Ligue 1 seems to be sort of every week there seems to be sort of crowd trouble, hooliganism. Big incidents, aren't there as well? These yeah, aren't like just everything. minor skirmishes. These are big like game stoppages and stuff. 
Yes, because there was even one recently there in the Europa League game between Marseille and Galatasaray. But the funny thing about this one is, as well as um, the the pyro in his pocket, the the funny thing was that the. There was no away fans in this game, so he brought the pyro purely for you know the benefit of the home fans there. So it's a sad state of affairs. You can see why Sanson maybe wasn't hurry to get out. He maybe doesn't like a hostile atmosphere. There was at least two uh, smokies, smoke bombs went off below me uh, when Ali Watkins scored. So uh, Spurs is. Uh pat-downs obviously not effective not as thorough anyway no boxers were harmed during the the (laughs) pat-down which takes us on to uh the spurs game in terms of result it was after lord's mayor's show but uh, it wasn't really an anti-climax after playing uh, united because this was a real opportunity to uh lay down a marker yeah put another marker down exactly i mean it would be two top top away wins and you know throwing the everton game as well that who were unbeaten by the time we play uh, when we played them it's uh you know a run of three very very good wins but alas not despite the uh the wonderful day of sunshine although there was a bit of rain at the second half i mean i don't know if that affected the atmosphere because i thought the atmosphere at times was a bit flat uh the performance didn't help but also if you you know if a lot of fans have got their uh hand above their uh, eyes trying to shield them from the sun it kind of does distract you from uh you know i don't know clapping and singing and, and whatever so that might have had played a, a bit into it uh just while we're here uh i think I'm, we mentioned in one of the previous shows about the the covid uh you know asking for uh vaccination uh nhs uh proof and uh tests etc I, I was actually asked to it when i went in so uh like villa park they also have uh coverage problems when it comes to mobile phones so i couldn't actually open the app but they said actually it doesn't matter at this time but we're just kind of warning you for the future when it actually does come in properly so at the moment it was like uh like a dress rehearsal right got you so uh just uh keep an eye on that because obviously we've got to uh you know we're going to uh, arsenal uh, at the end of this month as well and we've got you know we've got winter approaching now where all grounds may have to enforce this stuff hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Yeah. So uh, getting into this game, were you confident? I mean, I, I was. I was confident. I thought we would uh, have a good crack. At, not necessarily mean we would win, but I, I expected if Spurs were to win this, they'd have to play very well. Yeah, I was sort of cautiously optimistic. I actually had thought in the back of my head this one might be a draw. Um, yeah. It almost felt a little bit like a, I spoke to a friend of mine about this at the because we went to Old Trafford and won. It almost felt like a little bit of pressure was off because we'd had that run of games where we knew we had some difficult away games, but because we won one of them, we were kind of up. We were already ahead of ahead of par, shall I, shall I say? Yeah, Phil. Yeah, I mean, when we were in Match Club, um, people were they were quietly confident. You could tell there was an error, but there was, I mean. You don't want to say Spursy, it's what Villay, Villay, you might say. There's some, there was that, that feeling that now we had, it's almost like the hard work was over when it came to Spurs, which was, you know, a team that you thought they could really have a go at. You thought, is this almost like a banana skin? Is this the one that something's going to go wrong? Well, I mean, any team with Kane and Son is, is not a banana skin, is it? Nah, they've still got class, and their front three is superb still. Lores as well, is a, a top keeper. It's uh, you know, it's a decent team. It's just a team that, uh, for whatever reason, was a bit under the weather, just mentally. I think uh, in yeah. recent times. But you you couldn't have picked a better time to play them, unfortunately. But yeah, that's what I, I was thinking. This is a good time to play them. And uh, as it panned out, the first twenty minutes, the initial fifteen twenty minutes was a period where it just it was just like watching Villa against Everton in the first sixty odd minutes against Manchester United for you know most of the game, where they were in reasonable control of the game and having a decent constructive possession in the final third of the opposition, but just the same problem. They just weren't making that uh, control of the game count. Yeah, well, I, I thought that the first half especially, it was almost as if the Villa players were pumped up in energy drink when they went out because it was so frantic and you know, they didn't take the this you know the extra touch in the ball when they needed to, to to make sure some of the passes, especially in the final third, were going all over the place. Yeah, it, it felt like we'd... We'd started well and you could tell that the, the Spurs crowd who kind of rightfully with the way they've been playing were not necessarily turning on the team but you could sense there was some anxiety on and off the field and yeah. that was a real opportunity for Villa because actually if you'd have gone there quietened the crowd down and got the first goal I think you would have been in business and we kind of after that initial good start I think we almost invited them on a little bit and we lost lost our control a little bit and I think Smith said as much after the game that it was a bit a bit ragged neither team was great we just basically spent a lot of the rest of the game giving the ball away loosely. Yeah, because I thought we we played like really in that first game when we came back to the Premier League, we played really well uh, in the initial stages, and, and then faded, uh, didn't we? faded because of the effort put in. But also, Spurs went through the gears and just uh, took it to us. This time, Spurs they weren't you know really turning on. It was just individual uh you know Kane was making a reasonable fist of it but in the end it was uh you know Son that just uh turned on the afterburners a couple of times and uh, he was the difference ultimately I think if Son wasn't playing uh, Spurs don't win that game but at the same time if Spurs played well I think they would have won that game comfortably but if Villa played well Spurs were there for the take and it was just basically who wanted it yeah and who made the mistakes? You know those key moments. Spurs were, were kind of clinical in front of goal. You know the first goal when it when it comes to him, it's it's not a great piece of defending, but actually you know um, Holberg puts it away well. It's a nice nice finish into the bottom corner. Um, and then of course they they sort of get a little bit of confidence and go right. We, we know we're right in the game now. And the same and obviously when Villa got the the equaliser, we, you think right. You know six sixty sort of sixty seven minutes. You've got plenty of time here to just stay calm. You've got the game level, having not played particularly well in patches. It's like you've finally taken a chance. But just, yeah. just go, going back a bit, I mean, looking at other chances, the uh, the attempted lob 
on uh, Martinez. That was probably their best chance before the goal. I mean, I was I was joking to my friend. Uh, they should have tried that. You know, when you, they take the knee just before mm-hmm. the kickoff, and they do it now that it's so quick, and they kick off straight away. They should the guy should just have a shot straight away because Mar- well, Martinez is getting up from his knee. <laughs> that's I think that's the way to do it. <laughs> It's worth a try just for shits and giggles. Yeah, because that was like uh, just well, it was a halfway line job when he tried to lob him there. But I was thinking, oh, if he did that when uh, Martinez was taking the knee, he would definitely score because there's no way he could like jump up off uh, one leg. Something for footballers to try uh, going forward, I think. But yeah, no, it was, it was a, it's a bitsy game. And uh, as I said, the first key thing was uh, Son just elevated Spurs to the win. But the second thing was just scoring straight after Villa equalised. Because you could see the celebration of Villa. They, they, I mean, they, they were really happy about that uh, equaliser because uh, I think they, they saw this game... At, that it was drifting away from them, even though they looked, uh, especially in the early stages, as the better team and certainly had done enough to get something from the game. So there was a lot of relief in that celebration. What I did like is how Ings seemed to be so happy that Watkins had scored. There seems to be a bit of a good bond there. And Ings has been more selfless uh, in the last few games. Yeah, and it's, it's important, you know, regardless of the result, to have Watkins up and running, who's probably had a, a kind of a difficult start to the season. But it's possibly that you know difficult, difficult second season syndrome because um, you know he's not an unknown quantity now. Well, also he's he missed uh, the initial games. Yeah, but, you know, to, to get to get yourself level with plenty of time to go, you think just just be calm. And Smith had said the same after the game that you know you get yourself level, you've got time to just control the game a little bit. And Villa didn't; they kind of went around like headless chickens. Yeah, were way too open, and it's not. You know, Son does really well when he gets into the position, but Villa are far too open and they really invite Tottenham to just run through them at ease. And then obviously once Son gets into the position he gets into, you you back him to deliver and he does. And if Target doesn't put it through his own goal, Mora's going to score anyway. I thought that back three looked really open this game. Yeah. yeah. The idea of playing uh, three at the back is, you know, and most Villa fans were thinking when he first switched to that was it was negative and it was really a five at the back. But Son was just running into that space between that, that outside centre-back and the full-back, which is a bit of a, from a defensive point of view, no, you know, limbo, who's who's going to be covering that patch? You've got a full-back and an outside centre-back thinking about it while Son's just going, right, that is indecision, I'm just going straight down it. And, you know, yeah. he turns on the afterburn and he creates uh, panic. No, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think Cash had his, his best game in that position. No, from the space is the thing you can say because from from the very first from the very first minute there was just so much. I mean, it was almost as if the pitch was bigger. There was so much more yeah. space than there seemed at Old Trafford. I mean, the the three in midfield. I'm sure we'll get on to in a moment. They didn't work as a three. They were very much three individuals. Nobody helped each other out in midfield. They were all, you know, they were isolated each time. There's like two Spurs yeah, players on each um, Villa midfielder. And then when you get to the back three, I mean, I noticed fairly, very early on, Mings was far too high up the pitch. And it's not a criticism of him. It's obviously a tactic because the three of them weren't in, as a unit as they were against United. There was always one of them that was stepping into midfield to try and sort of like force the issue. And against Chelsea, we got caught out because they were doing it then. We we got caught out against Chelsea when one of the centre-backs was out of position and was further up. Happened at least a, for a couple of those goals. Yeah, it's hard It's hard to pinpoint what happens. Is it, is it the full-backs are far too high and then the one of the centre-backs goes to whatever side the ball goes to and leaves you know two centre-backs exposed? Or it's, it's almost just like a balance issue. There's a, it is, it's just space and it's leaving... Like a very dangerous channel to attack into. Speaking of space, from where I was watching, I could see there was a lot of space when Spurs got it down the line and they played it back. They would have midfielders 
just outside the box there'd be two or three of them like in open space for a pullback and it's like either our center backs they were dropping off too deep or our midfielder weren't covering the runners coming in and luckily spurs didn't really uh, take advantage of this but they got themselves you know three you know two or three times uh there were two or three spurs players crying out for it on the edge of that box in you know ample space and he's just like this is just from the width you know to the through the center it just seems uh, as you said it's like the, the pitch had expanded or something there just seemed to be too much space and villa got so focused on uh, that early 15 minutes where they were spent a lot of time in the spurs half I mean, Spurs struggled to get it over the halfway line in you know, the first 10 minutes or so. That uh, has almost led the Villa defensive organisation into a sense of you know false uh, false security. And uh, they forgot about their uh, defensive duties. Yeah, it was very much like um, Brighton at home last season whenever they were, they were caught nearly everybody in the opposition half when Danny Welbeck scored that goal. It just had that feel about it. I mean, that game finished 2-1 as well. As soon as Villa had equalised, Brighton went up the pitch and scored their second. So there's a lot of similarities in that game. Just, you know, too eager. Yeah, I mean, I would have been happy if they, uh, if let's say, their mentality went to defensive after 1-1. But I know Smith likes to uh, bring on Archer for his one touch. He got one touch again. It's, <laughs> it's bizarre. It's bizarre. <laughs> I mean, I you know I like the idea. Of, you know, bought him on for rings this time, but uh, there's going to be a new touch count if uh, if he's not careful. He needs to bring him on probably a bit earlier. I mean, it's going to be a new game at least. The what <laughs> did Cameron Archer do with his one touch meter? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, he had like well, they had five minutes of injury time, so he did technically have seven minutes on the pitch for his one touch. Yeah, you just wonder. I mean, Smith made the the decision to bring. He had Wendy already whenever the the equaliser went in, and he carried on and brought him ahead. So it it was a positive move again, but it didn't really change the shape. So you were still open to the same problems. Would it have been a Wendy and Nakamba on maybe to you know have Nakamba sitting deep to sort of give the the back three a bit of help, or even to go to a sort of a more of like a four two three one as we played last season, and actually give Spurs not right now a level, give them something different to think about. I mean, tracing back to the start of the game, I was expecting Buendia to play this game. I just saw you can stay sentimental with Ramsey, but you know it was a fifty-fifty. I thought I'd like to see Buendia start this game because if we're going to be on the ball, if we want to try to keep the ball away from them, I think Buendia's uh, better at doing that. But you know he's probably thinking, well, has Ramsey lost the shirt yet? No. So uh, and he, you know he, was, he, was, he had a good shift against uh, United, and you know in this game he he got that tackle in that set up Watkins goal just thinking again Ramsey Louise is there enough potential for end product there I mean Louise hasn't scored for a very long time Ramsey hasn't scored and uh hasn't looked lightly when he's had his chances and McGinn he tried to recreate the Sheffield Wednesday almost with that kind of side foot volley which actually was closer than I thought yeah. it was it was very close it had a certainly a better volley than Buendia's efforts well, he's got the technique uh, McGinn definitely hasn't he but yeah Buendia uh, I think he needs to start we haven't seen him start for a while so uh, that will be uh, interesting but I think he might, he might start him above Ramsey next game because he's hooked Ramsey uh, you know pretty early there you'd hope with the international break and that little bit of time that it would give us Wolves might be the first time we see what Smith actually thinks is his best side. Yeah. Although whenever we yeah, whenever we're saying Buendia, I wasn't expecting to see him right in the middle of the park. I was expecting to see him far far more advanced. You know, when I'm talking about Buendia in this formation, I'm talking about him as the head of the three in the midfield. Yeah, he has to be the guy who run runs the show for you essentially. He's your number ten. 
Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when you have this formation with the five, five at the back, the three in the middle, they don't have like a they they're fluid. They don't have like a you know a set person there. You, I think if you're going to play Buendia in the middle or in that ten position, I think you do need to change the formation slightly or put a more. Def- I think you're going to need to put Nakamba further back, McGinn in the middle, and Buendia at the tip, or give Louise less license to bomb on. Mm. Well, it depends who you, you trust to be the the last man back in that midfield. If you would rather have Louise or Nakamba, it's, it's one or the other. It's up to Smith. I thought the Spurs game was potentially a Nakamba game. Actually, I remember the, the game obviously there last last season. I think if I remember rightly, he was probably the best player on the field. Yeah. Um, and I thought you know he gives you that protection, and I don't know. I think there's certain games where you can bring certain guys in to do a certain role and I understand why Smith didn't change it I, I, I do get that and I'm all I actually would agree with it normally in terms of you don't want to change a team that's just gone to Old Trafford and won deservedly however if you've got specific assignments for players you know for a very specific role against the team I, I, I think you've got to be confident in your squad your match day squad to make those ruthless decisions and go actually I need you next week at Tottenham I don't need you this week that was something that Ferguson always used to do back in the day yeah. he'd, you know he'd have someone like a Park G son and say I don't need you on Saturday I don't need you on Tuesday but in two weeks time we've got Real Madrid and I need you for a very specific role and I think you you need to trust Nakambra or whoever to, to kind of give them to, to make them feel like they're the go-to guy for certain things which maybe they're not at the moment Right, uh, you know what happens when we lose a game Ah uh, yes. Somebody has to pay the piper. In this case uh, we're going to line all the, the starting 11 up and uh, one of them has, has to reveal their hidden wealth tax avoidance <laughs> And money laundering. <laughs> Basically, they have to show us their uh, pages of the Pandora Papers report. Which player is it? Sounds like a Villa team trip to Turks and Caicos. It sounds great for them. Which player has to uh, declare their tax avoidance? Phil Shaw. I was hoping you weren't going to ask me because it's not a, it's not as clear cut as normal. Um, Got to be one. All right. If I'm being ruthless, I'm going to have to go for cash. I'm going to have to go for Matty Cash because I feel that with Son doing the damage that he did, mostly down that side, Cash needed to tuck in a bit more. I'd agree with that, to be honest. I think he got more excited about what he could potentially do going forward and not realising he was uh, up against probably one of the best players in the world, definitely top five. Certainly one of the best players in the league. For sure. Well, if he's the best, one of the best in the Premier League, I think he's one of the best. I mean, this is what I don't get: is Manchester City going after Grealish and Kane when you might as well just get Son? <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah. the better buy. But he'd be better than both of them, or you know, cheaper, or uh, better than either or, or. Yes, and you only have to look at his intelligence in the last what five minutes of the match. He single-handedly kept the ball in that corner flag for the Killed last the game, five minutes. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was that was quite quite astounding actually because uh, when I saw it I thought oh, that's it because I, I said to my friend I was just, I was about to say to you as long as we get one more chance you know surely and I said we're not going to get another chance are we look at him and he knew how to get the three points there but uh, yeah Manchester City I'm surprised they didn't go for him rather than courting the other two probably the funniest uh, chant of the game is when they sang uh, the Villa fans sang to the Spurs fans uh, well towards Harry Kane you should have fucked off with Grealish <laughs> you should have fucked off with Grealish fucked off with Grealish <laughs> I think he knows so cash is the answer I think I'll, so I'll, I'll, I'll back you boys up and uh, find out where he's been uh, storing his uh, well he's probably I don't know. Pumping it on into Boohoo stocks, isn't he, or something? Caffeine shampoo. Yeah, no, I was going to say, he's uh, he's got some tax avoidance scheme just to save up for his hair transplant. The same people who did the Shane Warne one. 
I can't remember seeing that. As in the Aussie cricketer? Yeah, as in the Aussie cricketer, yeah. I thought he had a full lock of... Oh, yeah, I remember oh, that, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Graham, Graham Gitch as well. Oh, is he a transplant as well? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we're weaving in cricket here through the, <laughs> through the back door of hair transplants. <laughs> It's a fully rounded podcast. I haven't even went to Jimmy Wade yet and Snooker. Yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> right, start of the game to finish off this game. Uh, it's not that memorable. The most memorable thing for me was the actual my actual you know experience of the stadium at uh, this time rather than uh, rather than the actual game. But start of the game. Yes, the, the start of the game. Well, this just tells the story of the game. Going into the game, Spurs had the fewest shots of any team in the league with fifty six for this season. So for them, they get seventeen in one game especially against Villa, whose strength previous podcasts we've mentioned had been limiting opposition shots. Just shows how much Spurs stepped up or how much we allowed them to. Well, you say that, but uh, is Villa's strength really limited opposition shots? Because United had over 20. Certainly blocking them. Yeah, I think their strength is blocking them. I don't think it's limiting as in the taking of, because we seem to... uh, give up a lot of shots because if you watch Villa they do a block a hell of a lot of shots so uh, it's not as if they're stopping chances as in the build-up of chances it's like they're they're stopping them actually when they've executed don't they yeah I know what you mean right to end the show uh, we will finish on a burning question oh, let's let's do uh, let's do three quick ones first one Jordan O'Brien should we have signed Tammy instead of Ings costs less younger and, and already knows the club etc already knows the club I don't know what that actually means uh, doesn't really mean much when uh, you're Danny Ings and you're uh, a top 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 class uh, finisher and he knows Villa Park really well Danny Ings because he always scores there yeah, exactly. He's probably scored more goals at Villa Park than Tammy Abraham has. Tammy Abraham, uh, and by the way, he wouldn't have cost uh, less than... Uh, no Ings. chance. That, that, that's a fallacy. A very high amount more. Probably Abraham's a little bit similar to Watkins. I think Ings is a different player and, and should complement Watkins a bit more. Uh, I never I never was vouching for the uh, the Tommy Abraham. His price just kept going up and going up every season and uh, when that was happening I was thinking, yeah, maybe not. I mean, he may do well in Italy, but it's a different league, isn't it? Yes, yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. So, what's the prognosis? I, I, I say no. No. You have to take yourself back to the, uh, the, the time, not the fucking hindsight. Uh, I don't think uh, Villa fans have got as much of a lift after Grealish leaving with Abraham signing as we did with Ings signing. Ings was a Ings was a statement. Yeah. Well, how many goals? How many goals would Danny Ings have scored in the the championship that season? If you want to put it like that, everybody oh. has fond, fond memories of Tommy Abraham. But like Thirty goals a season, striker him. Yeah, like we said, it took yeah. Tommy five chances for that one goal. Ings got those five chances, probably scoring five goals. Yeah, four at least. <laughs> that's not. That's Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> right then, uh, Interpol asks, is Matt Target capable of taking on a man one versus one? No. Next oh. question. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a man of the overlap, isn't he? Rather he's a man than of the, the overlap, yeah. and, he does that, and he does that really well. Yeah, it, rather than the, uh, I'm coming at you, boy. Yeah. Armin, would you start Buendia next game? If so, replacing who? Uh, in for Ramsey. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. I say no to youth. <laughs> I, just, I say no to sentimentality. Yeah, I so say you play your thirty-eight million pound player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> 
trust him with his to do his job. You know, you can imagine Christian Perslow, can't you? Uh, yeah, Dean, uh, this <laughs> uh, starting Ramsey uh, in front of uh, that player I gave you, you know, 30 plus million for, uh, how, how long do you see this going on for? And then uh, he's thinking about the, prof- the profitability of Ramsey's transfer fee going up. Uh, Dean, uh, this uh, 3-5-2 or 5-3-2, how, however you want to call it, uh, the one that excludes Leon Bailey from the team, how, how long are you thinking of carrying this on? Uh, you know, because, uh, uh, you know, I did give you 30 million for that Bailey. We shall see. Because, Dean, I did I did just get a message from one Steve Bruce saying, ah, Christian, see, I'd, I'd play four up front with what you've got. <laughs> Andreas uh, asks early days but how has the Ings Watkins partnership been working so far and do you see Smith sticking with it oh this is the uh, the Duragor question when uh, they haven't scored many goals uh, but uh, and then suddenly the reaction is oh no they shouldn't be playing it well it's like if they're two of our best players for starters uh, they're pretty much going to start but also we've been playing you know, we've been away at Chelsea, away at Spurs, away at Manchester United. Things are going to get a bit easier and we've only just started. And, you know, they're playing a different formation without our most, potentially our, uh, let's say, prime movers, our Sparks, Buendia and Bailey playing. So Certainly these are the, dynamic. Yeah, in terms of uh, creating chances. So, uh, I, you know, I'm not even thinking of judging uh, Ings no. or Watkins. Now they're not waste particularly wasteful in front of goal, especially Ings. He hasn't had any chances the last probably three games. Yeah, he he didn't see as much as the ball against Spurs, uh, but still, you know, pressing very well against United. He saw a lot more of the ball and was pressing very well. But he's very much. Uh, I mean, I've, to be honest with you, I've been pleasantly surprised what Ings brings to the party. Uh, kind of his all-round game he can drop deep he presses well he gets around he's you know i thought he was just a deadly finisher but actually he's he's got a more rounded game well he's got a mature game as he should at the ages i just think actually he was probably scoring more when we were playing too wide many the side of him but the changing system will take a while to click and once uh, bailey and buendia get on the pitch that's when you're going to uh, see those two uh hitting the net uh, a lot more but yeah, I, uh, no problems with it. I'm, uh, you know, I'd stick with it. No problems. They are two of the first names on the, sh- the team sheet. Right, uh, before we go, I just want to say a big, big, big thank you to the My Almost Said patrons for supporting the show. A big thanks uh, to the new good folk that have uh, signed up. Uh, Benji Jones, Matt Hassell, Richard Bayless, Ahmad Fuda, and also to... Uh, three chaps who have signed up as annual patrons if you sign up for it annual membership you get two months free which is 15 percent. steve schmidt james barker and matt jakeman when you become a my old man said patron you get access to uh, the ever living match club the 24 7 private club of the my old man said universe and also access to uh, the my old man said podcast extra channel which is up and running now i just did actually a uh, off the record my solo podcast where I talk more about supporter issues so uh, a recap of what's been going on behind the scenes uh, a need for uh, a civil supporters to uh, really galvanize uh, some kind of uh, supporter group and get their act together because uh, in the end uh, there's a few things slipping through the net where other clubs have better supporter representation, but you can hear all about that on that episode. So uh, please do uh, join us uh, as a patron. Uh, go to myomansaid.com and click on the patron link in the menu bar to uh, find out more details and how to uh, sign up there. 
Thank you very much. Right. Also, don't forget to uh, spread the word on the podcast on uh, Twitter. If you see uh, the tweets, just please do uh, give us a retweet if you uh, enjoy listening to the show. It helps uh, get the word out in a uh, saturated market, which uh, tend not to think about it. We kind of plow our own lane, but uh, it's good to uh, get it out there in case uh, it comes in front of like-minded people who uh, know what we're talking about. Don't forget also to uh, follow it on whatever podcast app you are listening to so you get notifications as soon as new shows pop right uh let's uh break out the uh the sun lounger and uh well uh phil can do that in the monaco of the uk but uh, i don't know what we're gonna have to probably <laughs> Mate, have I'm, to- off, I'm off to i'm off to burton albion Glamorous Burton. Papa John's trophy. Yeah. Oh, well, you got to get your kicks somewhere, I suppose. Until we return uh, to the dog heads visiting our patch, uh, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.